welcome to the Celebrate Community Church of Yankton podcast. My name is Jeff Todd, and I have the privilege of serving as pastor of this amazing church community here in Yankton, South Dakota. I just want to say thank you for joining us. It's my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. It was a long night, if it were only a night, but Scrooge had all his doubts of this because the Christmas holidays appeared to be condensed into the space of time they passed together. It was strange, too, that while Scrooge remained unaltered in his outward form, the ghost grew older, clearly older. Scrooge observed this change but never spoke of it until they left a children's twelfth night party when, looking at the spirit as they stood together in an open place, he noticed that his hair was gray. Are spirits' lives so short? asked Scrooge. My life upon this globe is very brief, replied the ghost. It ends tonight. Tonight, cried Scrooge. Tonight at midnight. Hark, the time is drawing near. The chimes were ringing the three quarters past 11 at that moment. If you're a guest or you're joining us online, we are in our series called A Christmas Carol, that classic take on Charles Dickens' uh, classic Christmas carol. And it's been remade many times over by different plays and TV shows and movies. But uh, I've been asking the question, why does this story endure as long as it has? And I think it's because of the character of Ebenezer Scrooge. He's one of the greatest characters ever created in all of literature. And just by saying his name, it brings up these memories and of, of who he was and how many of us don't want to be Scrooge. We want to avoid being a Scrooge, but the Scrooge heart can exist in all of us if we're being honest. And so we're kind of looking at that throughout this series. And uh, as you know, Scrooge is cured by a Scrooge heart by visiting these three ghosts of past, present, and future. And this is leading us up to in two weeks, as I mentioned, our Christmas at the Dakota event. And I just love for you guys to come and be part of this and and share this as well. Um, I'm excited for this. But uh, kind of leading up to this, we're looking at the ghost of Christmas past. Last week was the ghost of Christmas past. We talked about how we need to make peace with our past and how peace is only found in Jesus. And if you missed that, I encourage you to go to our website, yankton.church, our YouTube channel, our podcast as well. I will say that uh, service last week ended up being one of our most viewed services we've ever had in the history of our church. So that's awesome to see. And, and again, if you can like and share those things, that helps as well. But our online audience, we're glad that you can join us for that too. And so today we're going to continue on with the ghost of Christmas present. And uh, if you aren't familiar with the story, um, during the ghost of Christmas present, uh, he kind of takes Scrooge on a whirlwind tour of the city. But there's one common theme with all the different places that Scrooge visits that Christmas night. The first place he visits is his nephew. And uh, his, uh, the beautiful party, uh, they have a party there at his house with his beautiful wife, and there's a lot of joy that's happening there. There's a lot of people having fun. They visit, visit the Cratchit house, Bob, the faithful servant that Scrooge has, and even though they're so poor and they don't have anything, Scrooge observes there's a great amount of joy in the family. In fact, the only time that the joy leaves the Cratchit house is when the name of Ebenezer Scrooge is mentioned, and all the kids get kind of defensive, and Mom gets a little angry about that, which was kind of hard for Scrooge to hear as well. 
And then as they kept going on, they kept seeing different places where there's just great joy throughout the whole time as well. And Scrooge, when he came to that party with his nephew, he loved it so much that he actually begged like a little boy to stay until the guests had all departed. <laughs> so the common theme that Scrooge saw was the joy that was happening, the joy that was missing from his life. But as he went on, he noticed, as, as Jim just so greatly read, that the ghost kept getting older as the night went along. And finally, at the stroke of midnight, the ghost was gone, and the day was over, never to return again, which is where I would contend is the problem with our presence. See, Scrooge experienced all the joy from these people, but we don't always notice the most significant moments of our life as they're happening. Many times, once things pass by, then we look back on them and we say, wow, that was awesome. That was sure a lot of fun. And a lot of times, when we're in our present, we don't always experience the joy because we miss the moments in that time. And that's the, go well, the thing the ghost wanted Scrooge to know is not to miss the moments, the joy that can be found in the present. Elaine and I actually have... Um, a niece and a nephew. One, uh, our niece is three years old. Our nephew is one years old. They seem to find their way into our messages a lot. I'm not sure what that's all about, but uh, they're, they're full of a lot of joy, and we love spending time with them. And, and one of the games that uh, we like to play with them is a game called Super Baby. I don't know if you're familiar with Super Baby or not, but what Super Baby works out is they, they, they you know, stand like straight arms, legs straight. They kind of lay my forearms like this, and we fly around the room like Super Baby, right? And we have the Superman theme that sings as well. They love playing Super Baby. It's super fun. And my little niece now, uh, she'll actually come up to me and go, super baby, okay? And then we'll do it, and then she'll get mad if we have to stop or if her brother gets a turn or not, too. So, but it's a lot of fun. Now, now why do I say that? It's because it's a quick trip. Life is a quick trip, isn't it? And they're little now, but they grow up. And, and we have another niece, and uh, today is actually her 30th birthday. I'm sure she's going to love me sharing that with the world online. But today is my niece's 30th birthday. Do you know how you feel old? is when somebody who you change their diapers turns 30, okay? That's how you feel old. I feel really old today. And, and we have other nieces that are in their 20s and our own kids as well. Friends, life is a quick trip, isn't it? We don't always see those significant moments of life until they pass us by. And so that time that I spend with my, my little uh, three-year-old and one-year-old niece and nephew, I'm thinking about that. I think about how quickly it was, how I played Super Baby with all those nieces that I just shared. And, and now we don't do that anymore because that time has passed us by. But we need to take the value in today and find the joy in that as well. So in your Bibles, why don't you go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love to get you a Bible. We also have Version. It's a free app on any smartphone device. You can download it right now. And I'm going to encourage you throughout this Christmas season, we talked about this last week, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and what? Luke and John. Good job, church. Of those stories, that's the stories of Jesus. Matthew and Luke are the two Gospels that talk about the Christmas narrative that we talk about every single December. And I can't encourage you enough to read those passages, Matthew 1 and 2, Luke 1 and 2. I said it last week, but I said it again. If you say you're a follower of Jesus Christ and God's word's your authority, if you're not in God's word, God's word is not your authority. Be in God's word. Read these things. Read these passages. And if you're here today or you're watching online and you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, I just contend that there's something magical about Christmas. You cannot deny the impact that Christmas has on our world. So I would encourage you to read it as well to understand why all these people celebrate this Christmas holiday. The impact is very huge.
And last week we talked about the shepherds and how they saw a great heavenly host that came down from the angels to perform a concert for them to announce the birth of the Savior. But it's what happens next, right after the angels leave, that I would say is the key to the ghost of Christmas present. Luke chapter 2, we're going to start in verse 15. When the angels left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Did you catch it? Once they heard the good news, they did something about it. The shepherds didn't just stay on that hill. It would have been very easy for them to say, wow, wasn't that cool? All these angels appeared. They sang a great concert for us. Wasn't that neat? And they continue on with their lives. But that's not what they did. And they decided, they said, listen, we need to go find this baby. And if they hadn't have done that, they would have missed the entire point of Christmas. Look at verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Notice Luke writes that they hurried off. They didn't think about it for a while. They didn't wait till morning. They didn't get a good night's sleep and then go. They left immediately. And I will remind you that these shepherds were on duty that night. They were in the fields keeping watch over their flocks. For them to leave, I don't know if they took the sheep with them. I don't know if they found a sheep sitter. Whatever happened, they said, we got to go. We got to go find this baby. They didn't let fear be their guide. They just were driven by this joy to find out what happened. Look at verse 17. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about them, about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. You see, the joy these shepherds experienced did not end on that hill that night. The joy the shepherds experienced did not even end after they visited the baby Jesus. The joy these shepherds experienced stayed with them for the rest of their lives. Which I would say that's the key to the Christmas present. Finding that joy. Not missing those moments when they happen in your life before they pass you by. Seizing that moment. So today we're going to talk about how can I find joy in my present. How can we find joy in our present? We can all agree, life can be difficult, especially this time of year. There's so many things that can come up that can rob us of our joy. Yet, and the Christmas season, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, there can be so much joy. Just like the shepherds experience, just like Ebenezer Scrooge saw, how can we find joy in our presence. So if you got your note sheet or if you have uh, your phone, I'd encourage you to write these things down. I'm going to give you a couple things about joy, some misconceptions about joy that I think it's important to understand before we look at what we can do to have joy in our present. Here's the first one. Joy is not an emotion. Joy is not an emotion. Emotions can come and emotions can go. We can be laugh, we can be happy, and there are times, can we be honest, that we're not going to feel joyful. But that's because joy is not an emotion. But here's the second thing we need to understand about joy. Joy is not circumstantial. Joy is not an emotion, and joy is not circumstantial. If someone spits on me, it doesn't make me mad. It just makes me wet. And it's also really gross. Don't spit on people, okay? <laughs> but, but for joy is not 
in circumstances. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be joyful for your circumstances. Let me be clear on that. There are some situations that just stink. And church, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we need to do better about this. If someone comes up to you and they share something that's really bad in their life, and I've heard it before and it just kind of makes me cringe, we say, oh, well, at least we can have joy in the Lord, right? Don't do that. There's some things in life that just stink, that are just hard. And, and the Bible teaches us to mourn with those who mourn. So I'm not saying that you have to walk around and be fake happy all the time. That's not what the Bible's saying. What I'm saying is joy is not determined by my circumstances. Joy is not found in my emotions, but you might want to write this down. Joy is a choice. When you woke up this morning, if you were discouraged, you made a choice to be discouraged. If you woke up this morning and you were angry, you made a choice to either stay angry or get better. When you came in this morning, if you chose to smile, you made a choice to smile. God gave us a gift of a smile. You know why? Because it's really hard to be crabby when you're smiling, right? We have a choice of how we can respond. The greatest gift God has given us is the gift of choice. I cannot control my circumstances. So much of life is not what happens to me. It's rather how I react to what happens to me. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we can choose to have joy. Look at the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 9. This is what Jesus said. Then Jesus said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily, and follow me. Did you catch that? To follow Jesus is a daily decision that we have to make. See, joy with Jesus means I don't depend on other people to make me happy. It's no one's job to make you happy. It's your decision. Joy with Jesus means I'm not going to allow my circumstance to rule my mood. Yes, things might be going bad. Yes, I might be having pain. Yes, I might be having struggles. But I'm going to choose to be joyful in Jesus Christ. Joy with Jesus means I'm going to focus on the good that's happening around me, not the negative. It's really easy to get distracted and weighed down by all the negatives in our lives, but we need to focus on the good. Joy with Jesus means I understand that the victory has already been won in Jesus Christ. He took care of it on the cross. There's nothing in my life that could happen to me, even death, that's going to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The joy that Scrooge found that Christmas morning is the same joy that the shepherds found as well. And it would stay with the shepherds and Scrooge, not only for the rest of the year, but for the rest of their lives. And church, it can happen for us too. We can choose to be joyful today, and every day that comes from here on out. Well, how can we do that, Pastor? So glad you asked. I'm going to give you three things that we can do to choose joy. And again, you want to write these down. Joy is choosing to be present. Joy is choosing to be present. Last week, we talked about making peace with our past. Next week, we're going to talk about the ghost of Christmas future. But please understand, you will never get this moment again in life. Once this moment is gone, it is gone forever. Choosing to be joyful means I'm going to choose to be present in this moment. I'm not going to worry about my past. I'm not going to worry about my future. I'm going to be present here in this moment. I don't know if there's any Star Wars fans, but you guys know how much I love Star Wars, right? And, and if you're not familiar, there's this little guy named Yoda. He's kind of the leader of it, right? And he's teaching the young Jedi Luke on how to be a Jedi. And one of the things that Yoda says about Luke, a criticism he has, is he says, his mind is never here. 
He's always looking other way. He doesn't appreciate where he is and what he is doing. Friends, if you want to find joy in your present, be present in the moment. I shared earlier about my little niece and nephew. I had another situation that happened last week. My, uh, one of my nieces, she's actually a senior at USD, and uh, that's because she's got a lot of smarts. She got them from her uncle. She goes to great school. But um, she's a senior at USD, and uh, we went over to the football game last week. We went to the game. They actually won, by the way. So I think if I'd have been there yesterday, they might have won, just saying. Anyway, she works at a restaurant there, and uh, so we went over a little early so we could go and, and, and go to the restaurant where she was working at. And, of course, she was super busy, and she came over and was real sweet and said hi. And she didn't even get to have our table because it was just packed in there. But I gave her a really nice tip because that's what uncles do, and I spoil her, right? And as we were leaving, she came up, and, and she smiled, and it was just great to see her like that. And, and why do I tell you that? Because in that moment, I wasn't regretting that we couldn't do Super Baby anymore, right? I was present in that moment with her. That's a season that she'll never get again. She's going to graduate here in May. I'm going to get emotional. She's going to graduate here in May. She's going to go off and, and do great things in her life, right? But to be present in that moment with her meant all the world to her. Friends, if I can encourage you, be present in the moment. Don't think about the past. Don't worry about the future. Just enjoy the people when you have them around you for the time that you have and be grateful for what God has given you. There's a quote that says, tomorrow is a promissory note. Yesterday is a canceled check. Today is the only cash we have. Friends, spend it wisely. Be present in the moment. So choosing joy means I'm going to be present in the moment. Here's number two. I'm going to take action taking action. So many times we miss out on joy because we're too afraid to take a risk. The shepherds took a huge risk leaving that hill that night to go chase down this baby that they didn't know where he was trying to find him in a manger. When we choose to have joy, when we take action, we are taking a risk. For some of us, asking for help can be a risk, but you can find joy in asking for help. For some of us, maybe it's going to a party all by ourselves. That might be a risk for you. Maybe it's, it's, for some of you, maybe it's actually taking that step to attend a life group. We talk about life groups all the time. And maybe the risk, the action that you need to take for the joy is to actually start coming to one of our life groups that we have. Take action involves risk. There's a song that Garth Brooks sings, and uh, this is the quote that it says, Life is not tried if it's merely survived. God did not intend you to just survive your life. God intended you to live life to the fullest, and that means we need to take action. But it's important to understand, we can't eliminate the risk. Every action that you take, every risk that you take will happen, and we can't eliminate the risk, but man, there's a reward. Just like the shepherds, they were rewarded for their risk when they went out and they found the baby and they had that great joy and they were able to tell everybody. It's the same thing with us. Choosing joy means I need to take action even though there's risk. So joy means we're going to be present. We're going to take action. But here's the third one, and this one can be the hardest one. We need to involve others. Scrooge, when he was going on his tour of the city, found joy at the Cratchit house. He found joy at his nephew's party. And the reason why there was such joy there was because there was something lacking in Scrooge's life. It wasn't his wealth, he had plenty of money. It wasn't his time, he had plenty of that. It wasn't his success, he had lots of success. The joy he was lacking in his life was relationships. 
Scrooge saw the lack of relationship in his life. See, the joy that we can have in our life comes from other people and relationships. It may appear on the surface that life can be less complicated alone, and for some of us, we kind of would prefer to be alone and not be around other people. That's okay. We were never meant to be alone. We were never meant to do life alone. We are meant to be in relationships with other people. Involve other people. And you know what I see a lot, and this is just a crazy thing that I think Satan does. Most people would love to be asked to be involved in things. Most people love to be asked. But here's the other thing I found. Most people are afraid to invite other people to join them. Isn't that interesting? Most people, if you were to invite them or ask them to come and be with you and join with you, most people would say yes, they would love that. But a lot of times we're too afraid to ask because we think, oh, they might say no. Isn't that interesting? And, and I tell you this, I, I make a lot of invitations to people. I rarely get turned down. There's rarely a time when somebody says, no, I don't want to do that. And I just say that, again, involve other people. Ask them to be part of your life. And, and here's what I'm going to say. Think about what you do this week. Look at your week this week and say, okay, what is something that I'm doing this week that I can involve another person? How could I involve them in this, what I'm going to be doing? And if you don't know, pray about it. Pray, God, who should I invite to come and be a part of whatever it is? Maybe you're doing something. Maybe you're putting up Christmas decorations. Maybe, I don't know what it is. What is something that you can involve other people in and that you can invite them to be a part of? And this is the other thing that I think we make a mistake. I used to make this mistake all the time. Be specific, not general. If you ever throw out something and say, hey, if you ever wanted to, it, it, there's more power when you're specific. If you go to somebody and say their name and say, hey, I would really like it if you would come with me and we could do whatever that is. Be specific about it. Don't be general about it. Because again, most people, if you ask them and invite them, would want to be involved with that. A great example of this for me is our Christmas Eve performance that we're doing um, on Christmas Eve. I had to reach out to people, and a lot of the people that are in the performance are not part of this church. And I had to make, take a risk, and I had to say, hey, listen, we're doing this performance. I know it's Christmas Eve. I'm sure you got family, but we'd love if you would come and be a part of this. And so many of them have said yes, and I'm so blessed that they do that. See, that's why we find joy. That's how we can find joy, being present in the moment. Don't let the moment pass you by. Take action. Action comes with risk, but involve other people. The joy that Scrooge chose was the same one that the shepherds chose so long ago. And again, I'm going to read verse 17 to you. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Friends, today, choose joy. Joy is not a feeling that fades away. Joy is not a circumstance that would change. Rather, when we choose to be joyful today, we're choosing to be present in the moment. The season that God has put you in, choose to be joyful. Don't regret the past. Don't worry about the future. Be present in the moment. But take action. Just like the shepherds did when they left that hill to go find Jesus. Take an action. Yes, there'll be a risk to it, but there's an even bigger reward. But really to find joy, if you really want to find joy in life, involve other people. Get to know other people. And I know for some of you, it's really hard to get to know new people, okay? And, and nobody believes me. Me too. I, 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 it's hard for me to meet new people. I've worked on it, something I've worked really hard at, something I pray about a lot. 
get to know other people. There's so many great people that we're missing out on sometimes because we just don't know them and haven't built that relationship with them. Involving other people takes a risk, just like it did for the shepherds and just like it did for Scrooge. And so, as I mentioned before, you will be visited by one more ghost. <laughs> It'll be next week, the ghost of Christmas future. And boy, I ho sure hope you can come and join us for that. Let's pray. God, I am so incredibly thankful for today. And I just again, Lord, I think sometimes we, we can get too busy and too wrapped up in our lives just to miss the moment that we have. And God, I thank you for the reminder in your word that the moment that we have today will never come back again. And, and if we choose not to be present in this moment, we'll miss it and it'll, it'll, it'll go and it'll be gone forever. And God, I pray so much that we will choose to be joyful in these moments. Again, that we wouldn't be joyful for our circumstances but we would be joyful in them. We would make the choice to not allow my mood to be dictated by someone else or by what happens to me. We're going to choose to be present in this moment, God. And God, that's going to involve us taking action. And Lord, I just pray right now that every person in this room, everyone watching online, that you would put something in their heart and mind that might be something that they need to take action on. A risk that maybe they need to take that maybe they're holding back on, but maybe that one thing is what's keeping them from experiencing the joy that you want to have. And God, remind us of the shepherds and what they would have missed out on if they would have stayed safe and stayed on the hill and not taken the risk to go in and find the baby, they would have missed out on Christmas. And God, challenge us to take that risk. And God, after you've established what that is, that we need to take that risk, God, I pray that every person, again, in this room or watch online, you would put a person on their heart. And, and, and God, a way that they can involve in their lives. Maybe it's going to be just as simple as, hey, let's go out for coffee and let's just, let's just get to know each other. Let's just hang out. Maybe there's a job or, or a task or something to do, God, that they can involve them in. Whatever it is. God, maybe it's you, they need to invite them to come here Christmas Eve. And just say, hey, come with me Christmas Eve. Whatever that is, God, I pray that we would involve other people. God, you'd never intended us to do life alone. You have called us to involve other people because so much joy can come from that. And God, in the same way that I get so much joy in, in spending time with, with my niece and nephew, God, we can find so much joy in other people. <laughs> and, and, and the gifts and, and fun that they have, the friendships that can be built, God, because I think sometimes, again, we get too afraid to take that step to ask them, to, to, to build out, to break down those walls and build those relationships. So God, I'm so thankful for, for all that you do in our lives and in the lives of this church. And I just pray that as we wrap up this series in the next couple weeks, that we would just be intentional about following you and, and, and being in your word. So we thank you so much and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you live in the Yankton area, we'd love for you to join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. at 310 Walnut Street. You can also check out more content on our website, yankton.church, or our YouTube channel, at Celebrate Yankton. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it and share with others. God bless.